Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Drew, the NFL draft is this weekend. On Sunday night, uh, I'm looking at Pro Football Talk's website, Florio's website. He always puts the PFT most commented down in the corner. I'm looking at one, two, three, four, five, six of the top ten stories are about one Aaron Rodgers and his rift with the Green Bay Packers. Aaron Rodgers dropped in after uh, expressing to Mike Tirico apparently on uh, yesterday at the Kentucky Derby that he's he's sad that news of this leaked to the media uh, that uh, and that's all he said about it, that uh, Aaron Rodgers is upset that he's become the, the talk of the, the NFL draft. Did this, is any of this, is any of this a shock to you that Aaron Rodgers is trying to force his way out of green Bay port, uh, reportedly, allegedly? Uh, I don't, I don't think so. I don't think it should be anyway. I mean, I, it's, it does feel like we're in a little bit of a, a different time. I mean, we've talked about this in the past with other quarterbacks who've sort of even feigned like disillusionment with their current situation, like the Russell Wilson's of the world. So I think we're kind of in a spot now where it's not altogether that shocking if someone just wants to exercise the leverage that they have to get out of a situation. And he's already, the guy's just, he's given so much to that franchise. I don't really, you can't take the position of the fans where it's just never enough. I mean, the guy has just done put them back on the map. So I kind of feel like at this point, if he's if he's feeling disenchanted, he's allowed to. Well, the big in the big points that I guess he would have to be disgruntled about first, just on a football side, it, it, most people have heard this stat, but if you haven't, of the of the Packers' last ten first round draft picks, nine of the selections have been on defensive players. And the the one that wasn't was a quarterback, Jordan Love, that they, the, the Packers traded up. And, um, and, and also, and this is worth pointing out, because I think uh, the knee-jerk reaction to a lot of that is, hey, the Packers are always drafting quarterbacks. Look, they drafted Aaron Rodgers in the first round when Brett Favre was, was still there. The difference there would be that the Packers weren't actually as good during that stretch where – they drafted Aaron Rodgers, and then the first year when Aaron Rodgers was a rookie, the Packers didn't play well at all. Right. Um, but it was also after Brett Favre had already talked about retirement. 
And, you know, Favre, Favre had several years there where he kept dangling it out and playing kind of coy about mm-hmm. whether or not he was going to keep playing because he liked the attention too. So it was a little bit different than the Packers trading up to get Jordan Love, who was not nearly the guy that Aaron Rodgers... Aaron Rodgers had slid all the way down to where he was when the Packers picked him. Whereas with, with Jordan Love, the Packers traded up. So, yeah. So he was disgruntled and he was uh, he was a little peeved and he was a little miffed. But did he also did go out and play his ass off this year? Is there any part of you that thinks that part of Aaron Rodgers performance this year was at least partially spurred on, but perhaps by just having somebody nipping at his heels or having a perceived threat of Jordan Love? I, I can't think for one second that it didn't factor somehow. Because I just yeah. don't – it's, it's one of these things that are just not mutually exclusive. Like the, the mentality of being a professional athlete, let alone one of the best quarterbacks maybe in the, in the league's history at this point, it, there's no way that that didn't light some kind of fire. In them. I mean, it's, just, yeah, it's, it it's a matter. major reaction. It's not right. his – It doesn't matter who you are. Try, yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like there are a lot of guys, I've I've heard so many stories about various quarterbacks that no matter how good they are, no matter how bad their backup is, there's always that little bit of, they remember the slights or whatever to to motivate them. You know, like Tom Brady remembers all the guys that were drafted before him. So it's, it's definitely going to make a difference. And I almost wonder because Rogers, you know, Rogers is the kind of guy that you can imagine the scouting report on him coming out of college some scouts, whether they said it publicly or not, probably thought like, ah, this guy, this guy might be a little too interested in other things or this guy might be he might mm-hmm. be too smart for his own good. And sometimes guys like that need motivation. I've, I've wondered this whole time if Gutekunst, the GM and Mark Murphy, the president, thought, hey, this is something to keep Aaron Rodgers really focused and that if he's disgruntled, then so be it. If they did that, I think they might have underestimated just like how much Aaron Rodgers holds a grudge because yeah. like, I don't know. Has he spoken to his family yet? Did they ever <clears> smooth <throat> those things over? Cause he hadn't spoken to his family for years at one point. Right. Yeah. He's just been completely disillusioned from everyone. Now the team and he's just a lone soldier out in the desert. Just finding his, his way. Hollywood girlfriend. Yeah. He's just, he's had a real rough go. You know, yeah, what, it I, is? I mean, you know what it is? It's just <laughs> like when Mark uh, Gastineau was his girlfriend mm. was Bridget Nielsen. And uh, and she distracted him. She distracted him from his uh, from his day job as a New York. I, did, I didn't have like a uh, a back pocket anecdote for a Brigitte Nielsen reference <laughs> line up for this. Yeah, I, I don't think. I mean, I think that would be to be fair, giving that front office way too much credit by at least half to to be coming up with that kind of strategy to motivate. Like, I just don't see. That would be such a wild move for a front office. To, you know what this? You know what's really holding us back? Aaron Rodgers not being motivated. It's we one really of no. It's one. To, it's a move I that's. Mean, it's a move that's way confident front offices do. It's yeah, a move that's sorry. way too clever. It's like it, they're perceived, like they're uh, trying uh, to be too clever, and yeah, it's yeah. just it's it's trying way too hard. And yeah, yeah, I could see a fair. Doing I it. actually think now, now I almost want to take it back because that's exactly what an idiotic front office would do. Because you yeah, know, that's, you know, that's fair. You know my issue with a lot of modern people in modern front offices: too many TED talks. They've watched too many TED talks about yes. breaking the yeah. breaking the paradigm yeah. and creating your own way and doing things different. That they forget that sometimes you're just supposed to, you know. He, Draft good football players, sign good football players, practice good football. Exactly. Like, let's not overthink it. I mean, he is just, he, he's in my view, just a, a football playing robot. I mean, I just feel like, like if there's anyone, 
in a great way. Yeah. I mean, he's the kind of quarterback that it's one of those positions that I don't, you're not looking for big emotional swings. I don't want my guy to be <laughs> deeply motivated by the fear of like, it's just, I, I want him to be in that kind of headspace where it's just ice water in his veins. And he goes, I could, I could tell when I sent you some questions that you thought I was doing the sports radio thing of thinking way too hard about this because <laughs> in, in your mind, it's just, uh, I'm going to, I'm going to see what you wrote to me. I feel like I'm missing something. Uh, is this not just a pretty simple uh, hello? story of a guy who very clearly <laughs> was carrying the team and compensating for a lot of deficiencies they had during most of the McCarthy era? <laughs> yeah. Never addressing a lack of offensive help? And now he's getting a soft FU from front office? Why wouldn't he feel empowered now to do yeah. what he wants to do at this stage of his career? <laughs> Why am I Unquote. so invested in Aaron Rodgers, personally? I think it's so well, personally. I think part of it is, though, there's the report that he just wants Brian Gutekunst to the GM fired, yeah. which would mean that he doesn't he's not necessarily trying to force his way out. But if the if the option is there, then maybe he wants it out. Now, this is the, the report that's really intriguing is that San Francisco had offered Green Bay the third overall pick at some point and Green yeah. Bay turned it down because now that he spent a year in that Kyle Shanahan slash Gary Kubiak slash whoever uh, system the, like he's he, he knows that the terminology would all be the same. It's Kyle Shanahan compared to because Matt LaFleur is just a like a you know, he's a cheap like fake Gucci bag knockoff of Kyle Shanahan. So <laughs> right. he probably wants to go get the real Gucci bag out in San Francisco. And he's from and he's from San Francisco, obviously. Yeah, I mean, I that to me would be such an interesting fit, especially with an actually competent defense. Hopefully, that continues yeah, if to they're be healthy. You know, if they're still healthy and they're able to, you know, follow suit after losing their former defensive coordinator, getting a head coaching job. I mean, I that, I would like to see that. The thing that you you already said it earlier, they spent so much draft capital into the defense. Yeah, and I don't. And they, like they've, had ho- they've had horrible defenses. Horrible way, defenses. Too. Horrible yeah, defenses. So, you know, what, what do you do? You have any confidence if you're him at all? Since yeah. since 2012, the defense has been in the top 15 of DVOA just twice. And both those times, it was right. like seventh and eighth. Like they haven't been for putting all those resources into defense. And then, and then also just generally not signing free agents on either side of the ball, just yeah. not really making a strong push. You get the sense you get the feel that the front office is just riding the coattails of Aaron Rodgers and, and Aaron yeah. Rodgers probably feels that too. It's getting heavy because Brian Gutekunst, I don't know. You know what? I, I can't even picture what he looks like, but I'm guessing he's heavier. I'm guessing he's like a, um, you know, <laughs> that sounds, yeah, it sounds like a bloated name. You don't get yeah. to have a name like Gutekunst and live in Wisconsin without paying yeah. on a few extra. If he's uh, hot and spelled, I'm, I'm going to be, I'm going to be shocked. What's his first name? Brian, right? I'm going to look mm-hmm. at it right now. The Brian Gutekunst. Oh, he's actually pretty fit. <laughs> That's his problem right there. You don't get the, you, you got to have a Holmgren uh, jowl on you if you want yeah. to earn some respect in that town. Yeah, Even Mike McCarthy won a Super Bowl at least. Yeah, Gutekunst stop looking so there. vain. He's been there his whole life and he hasn't, he hasn't gotten fat yet. Screw him. So mm. <clears throat> I guess the only, uh, the only question in the other, uh, the other variable with Aaron Rodgers was two. One is it would be really hard to trade him right now because of the salary cap and whatnot. It would happen right. after June 1st, most likely, because you have to spread out a whole bunch of dead money. But And, and two, okay, there's going to be three things here. Two, if it's not going to be San Francisco because they just drafted a quarterback, is it going to be, of course, they could trade the quarterback. I mean, they could trade Trey Lance back to the 49ers or to the, that, to the Packers. That, that'd be a great 
I would do that trade all day. I mean, yeah, it'd be so much. It'd be so much so proper. Uh, yeah, the Jaguars could sign Tim Tebow and then trade Tim Tebow for <laughs> yeah, exactly. Aaron Rodgers. That didn't for annoy all, me at all, all. For all their pride and uh, and and uh, any kind of self, any kind of dignity. Tim Tim Tebow popping up out of nowhere into the news cycle the day of the draft. It oh, it just it's it's that that was like the just pure distillation of everything that just pisses me off about oh. media at large. Just like well, that was uh, yeah. The, I, I blame that on Tebow though too. I don't know how that oh, got yeah. leaked out or why. It's not like the Jaguars would have wanted that being the story on draft day. That's totally so yeah. Tebow, who frankly, you know, he's a hell of a guy and he's better, way better on TV than I thought he'd be. But frankly. He half-assed his way through minor league baseball these last few years. He was a part-time employee. Every other kid out there yeah. is busting their butt, making a full-time profession of it. He was doing his broadcasting while also playing baseball and acting like he could still be the subject of sneaker commercials and everything. So I don't need him to half-ass his way back into the NFL. Where, frankly, by the way, can people stop pretending like playing tight end is easy to do in the NFL? If Tebow's not nearly as athletic as your average tight end in the NFL, in terms of actual running speed, he's, he's not, he's not tall. He's a no. short tight end. And it's kind of the one time I can remember him trying to catch a pass in the NFL. He turned around and was shocked to find the ball there right when he turned around and it hit him in the face mask. Yeah. It turns out like if you weren't honing that skill set to actually run routes and catch the ball and you were instead throwing the ball the entire time, you're probably horrendous at it relative to professional athletes yeah, who have been doing it their entire career. And that's also like some phenom they found in Nigeria <laughs> or something or like, Oh my gosh, he's a natural. Like, no, <laughs> it's also like, I'm not sure that people are paying attention, but that is like sneaky, the freakiest position in the NFL. Like Tight it end. is not. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. It's, I mean, a lot of those guys are, it's kind of like the, you know, the offense's version of the free DMs. It's strange that it's so, and even like, I guess the, the, the analytics back this up too, that it's, I, it's one of those positions where unless you're really, really good at it, you're not necessarily making much of an impact. That's what right. But the pack, like the, the Patriots figured that out and realized, Oh, if we have stud stud tight ends, uh, we don't actually have to pay them that much because the, the average salary isn't all that high. The Gronkowski, well, yeah. at any given time in Gronkowski's career, there were like 10 wide receivers making more than him. Even well, look what was, the Chiefs are doing. You still just cannot convince me that that guy is like a once-in-a-generation yeah. athlete. He's just not. I mean, there's tons of guys that could that could perform just like they do. Oh, yeah, if they were uh, doing it with you. Right, right. He was a second-round pick, right? It yeah. wasn't like he was so clearly identified. Plus, he's just annoying. Um. The, the one other, okay, so number three, when I started this list long ago, mm. three little extra wrinkles to this whole Aaron Rodgers saga is if he could potentially step away and go host Jeopardy, where Alex Trebek at his peak, I want to say, I heard this the other day, he was making somewhere between 10 and $20 million. So it'd be a, it'd be a step down and pay for Aaron Rodgers. But do you think Aaron Rodgers would actually enjoy hosting Jeopardy? I've, I've run myself through this exercise, and frankly, I think I'd get bored after a while. That That's kind of where my head's at. I mean, I think that if you saw it, there's no question. He looked like he was having a great time. Right. I mean, that's what it looked like to me. It, yeah. That's why I think it came off so appealing. Because he looked like a guy who was good at it, but also knew he was good at it and enjoying every minute of it. But I'm with you. I mean, it is impossible to think. Just like all those guys. I mean, Trebek did it for how, decades. And I'm thinking, you're doing it however many you're, I mean, I know they're not shooting every day. They're probably doing like five or six shows. They do it in batches. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But still, I mean, you're going to do that for years. That's, that's hard true. to imagine. Uh, 
but you bring up a good point there. You're not doing it. I, in my mind, as I was saying it, I was thinking like, well, you got to go in every day and do the exact same thing. Just right. with three different uh, smart people who frankly are way smarter than you. You know, like uh, mm-hmm. I'd be there. There's like three geniuses in front of me, but I'm going to act like I'm as smart as them for a little while. But you're right. They do it in batches. So you probably do it for like a week. You probably shoot like five shows a day for a week. And then you go chill with your your actress girlfriend on set somewhere. Hmm. All right, I take yeah. it back. I think he, I think he might actually like it. Yeah, I mean, I think that's a pretty that's it's hard to pass up, especially when you realize just how much they're still paying all those daytime TV people. But I also yeah, that, I know it's not daytime, but it's like the whatever they call it. I look at Pat Sajak, and it looks like he wants to throw himself into the gears of that wheel. I uh, I, I don't oh, know. He, he doesn't. He looks like he's over it. Every time I've tuned into that, and uh, for the for the last five years or so, he looks like he's done with it. I mean, we agree that he he's dead within a year when he's that's over, right? Oh, that's the only so? that's. That's what's keeping him upright. What, yeah. what is he going to do? What's he, what he's going to finally do that, check all those things on his list. He has, not he that, not, it's not like he's elderly or anything though. He's gotta, he's gotta be old. He's in his at least sixties, right? Yeah. But that's, I mean, he's in Hollywood. He's probably been taking care of himself and not drinking and smoking like they used to. He's going to live to be, oh, he'll be man, doing, I don't know. he'll be, do, did Bob Barker die? Bob Barker died. Right. So Bob uh, Barker, Bob I, Barker. I, oh, he, yeah. He lost the Bob fight. Barker alive is the first thing that oh, he he is. He's an American retired television game show host. Bob Barker's still alive. Bob Barker's alive. He was born in 1923. That means he's 98 years old or so. He's 97 right See, now. See, Price is right. Like, look, like look at Drew Carey on Price is right. Some of these other people that yeah. like go into that. I mean, like Steve Harvey and those guys. Who's I mean, doing Price is right? Drew Carey is Price is right. Yeah. Okay, he was doing he was doing prices right until 2007. So he was doing it into his early 80s. That's not bad. That's pretty damn impressive, man. Yeah. So he's at least 90 late 90s. No, he's 97. Yeah, he's 97 years old. He was doing prices right into his early 80s. Pat Sajak, I'm going to tell you right now. So maybe he'll take over for Pat Sajak. When Pat Sajak's there. Bob Parker will. Yeah. He wouldn't be able to muscle that thing around. Be an incredible. You'd have to have a voice controlled wheel. <laughs> oh, he doesn't throw the wheel, though. The kid, the contestants do. Don't yeah, they? I was going to say, that would be great, though. Oh, speaking of gaming, didn't you send me an article about Juju Smith Schuster getting into a gaming deal with his mother? Oh, yeah. What's yeah. he doing? He's investing in a gaming company, a, a women based gaming company. Well, so they made him the ambassador of a completely uh, woman-owned and operated, supposedly. Oh. Like I've, I've done a lot of due diligence on this, but it's also the uh, venture capital group that finances it is all woman-owned and driven. So he's this, like an ambassador uh, along with these other athletes. This sounds like uh, when a creepy guy owns a Curves fitness center. And, uh, <laughs> right? <laughs> like, hey, this is fitness for women, but I'm just going to hang out here in the corner. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm an investor. I'm an investor, guys. <laughs> why, can't it be yeah. a, why can't it be a famous female athlete? That's <laughs> the ambassador well, investor. I, I, I get the impression it's more like they're being savvy and that they know that the vast majority of the people that are probably playing games, let's be real, it's not, you know, they're already going to capture a, based on just the, you know, the ownership terms alone, whatever amount of, you know, female gamers are out there. But yeah, they're probably being smart and getting a few names tied to it. There was a, I, I brought that up though, just because I knew there was a, there was a women's based, a women's based gym, like a gym for women. I don't, I think this, I don't know if this guy was stealing it from Curves or if he had the idea before Curves even came along. For those of you who don't know, Curves <laughs> is a, is like a fitness center just for women. And it's a, what was it so called? They, 
Uh, I don't know what it was called. It was cervix. Uh, cervix. Yeah, well, but but he owned it. Like so, it was. Uh, but it worked out well for him. I think he, he filled in a niche. But I, it, it's probably. You know, if you're going to a place, well, if you're the trainer, if you're the coach, then it's not as big a deal as long as you don't give off a creepy vibe. Oh, man, I don't know. I think most women weird. just don't want to be at a gym where they feel like they're a, you know, being objectified by men. Right. Or B, they feel insecure around. There's an atmosphere of kind of a, a, almost like a single spot. Well, you know, I, da- you know, I dated a girl who worked out at S Factor. Yeah. Remember S Factor? No. And it's like a um, it's like a fitness pole dancing that's their shtick is they oh, teach really? like, oh, like okay. pole dancing and like so pole dancing for fitness yeah exactly There's a lot of core yeah. strength yeah 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 exactly yeah there is <laughs> okay um but she they they'll do this thing where they will invite like significant others to come in and watch oh you have to watch from like a viewing portal <laughs> So it was set up. That's serious. So, so it was set up, kind of like a little booth. Well, like, no, you're in there with other, like your feet. You're, you're in there with other dudes. Like, so you're in there, presumably watching your wife, but then that guy's over there is. watching his wife. But you're but all watching mine. all of them. Yeah. Yeah. Is this just like an intro to a swinging environment or something? Like that doesn't. It, well, that's the problem is that like those lines have to feel blurry, like in your mind, but they do what they can to make it seem just completely. It's like, it's like all the, like they're doing everything they can to behave as though this is not totally bizarre, yeah. but, but it is because you're in like a police station, like, uh, like you're the witness room where like you're the, like, yeah, like the witness like, where they're, where they're conducting in. The, yeah. Like, yeah. So where, you're like, yeah, they're like, they're like hammering the perp, like doing the good cop, bad cop and you're behind through the mirror watching and then yeah, the music piped in and everything yeah they're watching yeah. With other guys like other they're dudes. only allowed in if then now did you go in and was she an instructor or she was uh no she worked she was, out there she worked out there and did you she go like, and yeah. watch her yeah she was like you should come check it out like, so right. what so yeah. so and, and then, no joke okay. so, so this so, is so, to, that's just, gotta, to, just as an aside she 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 was, she, we got into a healthy debate because I was overly arrogant post football fitness confidence. Yeah. And she was telling me how difficult it was to do it. And that there's all these very complex, sophisticated movements that require all the strength. And I was like, one day I bet I could go in there and I could do that. Yeah. At, at 280 pounds. Yeah. That, no, and she no was like, no, no, you can't. No. Yeah. So I went in there and watched it. And uh, yeah. And afterward I, I did the firefly. Which was the fire. What's the firefly? That uh, that's where you like go to the top and then you go upside down and then spin around. Oh, really? You did that? Yeah. That's yeah. scary. I don't know if that pole is built for that. It didn't feel like it was. For some of us, it, it was wobbling quite a bit and everything. Yeah. Yeah. It could have sure. been a viral sensation if that had happened. <laughs> yeah. Well, missed opportunity. So now, wait. Yeah. Okay. So I got to get back to this the viewing room. So there's, so the women are in there dancing and at any given time, so they don't know which guys are over on the other side watching. Because it's through two, it's through a, like one way glass or mirrored glass. So it's like super tinted. So okay. I guess you could see, but it's not clear. Like you but cannot. So, so there's got to be really. some. There's some level yeah, of they, exhibitionism there where you're yeah. maybe is it like the fantasy of you're a stripper, but you're not really a stripper, and you don't actually have to interact with the guys. Because I'm just trying to picture right. myself, like uh, myself as a strong as a, as a strong young woman walking in there and wanting to get my workout on, but there's like there's eight dudes behind the glass and I don't know any of them other so than you, that. She said you have to, you have to inform the instructor, obviously. Right. And then they tell everyone. Yeah. Like, okay. So I don't think it's one of those things where like any day they go in there, 
hey, yeah. maybe there's like nine guys back there, and I have I no just idea. don't know. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like then it's a different. It's like a like almost like a fantasy almost uh, like. Is there a glory yeah. hole involved here anywhere? Yeah, Anything is yeah. that? What the hell? <laughs> yeah, it's called, like so it's called S Fitness. S Factor. S Factor. I think it's still got to be a thing. I would think. I'm going to tell you right now, S Factor feminine movement. It's oh, it's uh, I, it's not feminist movement. It's feminine movement. Yeah. Okay. Feminine movement. Take the free erotic creature quiz. This is what we do on this podcast. We take quizzes. I'm going to take the free erotic. Yeah. We take surveys. Oh. We take quizzes. And we take the erotic. Well, I can't find out what your erotic language is. It's just they're trying to get my information before I sign up. And like, mm-hmm. I'm going to be uh, if they ask for my gender, I'm screwed. Yeah, then you're going to have to explain it. How would you how would those who know you best describe what is most attractive about you? What the hell? There's so many here. Your There's jowls. Sensual, indulgent, insatiable. Insatiable. Yes. Uh, innocent, curious, sweet, curious. Yes. <laughs> rebellious risque provocative yearning soulful i, I don't know there's just way too many here i'm gonna I say think I, like half of those are kind of synonyms i'm but. smoldering i'm gonna write that and then oh, also like that. how would you know those how would those who know you best describe you when you are stressed and then there's all kinds of other ones uh i'll say aggressive destructive sweaty i'm gonna set the i'm gonna okay i can't do this this is a, this is too much of a quiz here everybody go to sfactor.com if you want to <laughs> find out uh, or tell them which best describes your most vital ongoing core desire. <laughs> uh, I, so I'm guessing you take this quiz and then it tells you whether you're a candidate to give money to S Factor, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm sneaking suspicion. The answer is always yes. So it turns out that you're one of the ones who's tough enough who wants the best for yourself <laughs> exactly. that you can handle S Factor. Yeah. You're just or, the appropriate level of smoldering, risque, and uh, tall height. I'm, I'm almost positive the woman behind that female orgasm cult is behind this too. So did she, so did the, the woman that you dated, she, she enjoyed it and she'd been doing it for some time. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. She did for years. How do I get, um, I'm I'm scheming now. How do I get Brandy to sign up for this? And, uh, (laughs) honey, we're taking a vacation to the closest S factor. Yeah. You're going to love it. It's really great. Okay, so uh, so basically, you and I have a little bit of a disagreement in that I I've, I found myself. You know what it is? It's through the Deshaun Watson to sum up our Aaron Rodgers discussion. It's through the Deshaun Watson drama where I was firmly supportive of Deshaun Watson's you know flexing his contractual strength to all of a sudden now I'm just completely uh, I'm completely spent on Deshaun Watson because at the very least, no matter how guilty or innocent he is of any of the current allegations he is very very guilty of being at the very least incredibly sloppy with his business and i've got no he doesn't want to be with the texans i feel just no need to support him or anything i'm just done on it so so when aaron Rodgers comes up to be clear there's no hint of any allegations against aaron Rodgers. i'm kind of i'm kind of burnt out on guys you know diva in it up right now so i don't need aaron Rodgers in his uh in his his no sleep eyes uh, wow. you know just pulling the attitude on me yeah so there's like some like reflected blowback over onto aaron Rodgers because yeah. Deshaun watson doesn't know how to get a normal massage i would like if he got brian gutekunst fired then then it would be the best of both worlds because i feel like okay he would have flexed his muscle but also he stayed with the team that he's been with his whole career yeah. yeah sure. And then if you got what if he just said, and by the way, Jordan loves when I show up on Monday, Jordan Love better not be there. 
would be fantastic. I want to see his locker cleaned out. Thanks. Yeah. That's, yeah. Like he comes so in. I don't even want more money. George Love want, shows yeah. up and he's in his all his stuff is in one of those clear plastic bags just, they give you on clean out there. <laughs> he just decided to make it just all personal grievance. Just all it's all focused on Jordan Love. Yeah. For wasn't that the worst cleaning out your locker day? It was just like you have so much stuff. And, yeah. it's all, and it's all in a big plastic bag. It feels you feel you feel like you're homeless or something. You're Just carrying so all this heavy stuff. And a lot of it is stuff that it's like nice quality gear, but that uh, is way too large for anybody in your family. And you're not going to wear it anywhere. Right. No, of course yeah. not. No, you keep giving away. And I'm like, why does my family want these three X sweatpants? <laughs> so weird that they don't want these. All right. Well, I'm, I'm sure the next time we talk, Aaron Rodgers will be off in Denver or something. Yeah, I would think so. I'm going to go talk on television about the Texans draft hall. See you later. They got they got five guys starting in the third round. They drafted a quarterback first. Uh, Drew, I don't know if you watched the draft at all. I, saw, uh, I caught that. I saw some that's Yeah, it, it, they finally got their pick in the third round and picked a quarterback. People were not, you know, frankly, you know how I am about draft picks. It's like, okay, great. You drafted somebody. Let's see if they don't suck. Um, I always get, I'm always, I feel like I'm at my worst as a sports radio host when, people are upset about third, fourth, fifth round draft picks. And you just, I don't know. As a player, I just entered every year assuming every rookie was going to suck until he proved otherwise. Right. So, yeah. like, oh, no. Oh, this quarterback's <laughs> going to suck. Oh, no. Yeah, the other guys do, too. Just you can't, like, get yourself as fired up as you feel like everyone else is about just the number assigned to whatever the potential ranking is that some obscure draft. Well, no, because the problem is people convince themselves like, well, you could have drafted a starter instead of a quarterback in the third round. And I'm like, right. well, there's a 25% chance that he would have been a good starter in the third round. And even then, this team's not going to be good anyway. So you just, I, I'm always I'm all for always drafting quarterbacks and just no matter what you draft, because the, the upside is there. It's worth the risk. Most likely Davis Mills isn't going to work out. But the only way you get to a Tom Brady or you get to a Russell Wilson or you get to even a Kirk Cousins at some point is by having this strategy of constantly looking for opportunities. Um, You know what? Totally Tony Romo, you know, signing just yeah. constantly bringing in guys and seeing what they are. Matt Hassel back back in the day was like a sixth or seventh round pick. You just got to. You just got to keep trying it out. So yeah, right, it's, a good, gotta, it's a good time to do it. I got to go be depressed on television. All right. All right. Enjoy.